1: Welcome everybody to Corner 3, the best basketball podcast on the planet, brought to you by FanBizzle My Shizzles is the thing that the kids mm, say. We're oh yeah, we have to rebrand it. I yeah we have to rebrand I, it.
0: All of the kids are saying all the my kids. sister won't stop coming into my house and saying fan bizzle my shizzles.
1: I, I swore I saw at least two TikToks uh, that said yeah. that out loud. While also
0: I think if you say that on TikTok right now, they'll ban you really ban you. for being too yeah. old. What? Yeah, for being too wow. old. Wow. They're like, you're gross, you're too old and gross to be on this platform. You're not, yeah. it's not allowed. I feel yeah, like this they- is the
1: big bank challenge of of the the basketball no. world. I think you I- have
0: to be you have to be between the ages of six and seventeen. Yeah. And then if you're between the ages of 21 and 26, they let you on, but only for three hours a week. And then you can't get back on it until you're 75 years old. I um,
2: I, I updated TikTok yesterday, and they now ask you if you know who Richard Grieco is when you sign up for it. <laughs> and, if, and if you say yes, they just shut down the app. They just close it. New yeah new, new oh. it's
0: one of the weirdest security yeah. questions ever but it's security. not for your security it's no, for the it's app for, security. it's
2: for the app security so Ka and i might be
1: TikTokless <laughs>
0: for
1: a while oh <laughs> uh, i've been banned from tiktok please don't follow me on there because i'll be gone in another couple of days so i won't even be on there anymore uh laughing at people dancing in place anyway uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> we, we are old because that's how I would describe TikTok too. I was like, it's just the app where people dance in place. I'm like, don't what's know.
1: this? I was like, I used to do this in my living room when I had no friends. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll move my arms and fly around. You know that's you know a life.
2: risky business, people get viral for it now.
1: Cool. <laughs> Right. oh my goodness yeah it's, it is a very wild world and you know we are here just in it making making basketball podcasts and hanging out with all of you uh the 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 person who will be bringing us into the future uh in terms of all tiktok knowledge nikki Greason. How, how are you doing nikki
0: uh, all of it yeah i had to ask yeah. the internet today for a tiktok that was only a year and a half year old years old wow because i couldn't i couldn't remember it i had to ask so many after yesterday i had asked for that video of jonathan frakes who apparently was on star trek y'all heard of this guy
1: wow (laughs) (laughs) well i have to go back to three bucks for that wow (laughs) Wow! Wow! Anyway, he
0: had that show about magic or whatever. Wow! I couldn't remember what his name was. not about magic. (laughs) It's it was that not about the mask? Was that not the masked magician show? What show was that?
1: (laughs) Nick is gonna be like, remember when Jonathan Frakes was in a hundred thousand dollar (laughs) pyramid? <laughs> like, like, no, that's not the show either. That's not what
0: it. are you talking about? That's not <laughs> it. Wait, what show was he on then? What I show was is that? A, Where was he's like, like that, that was a fabrication. I, uh John something Jonathan mysteries.
2: Great show. <laughs> something show. It wasn't unsolved no, mysteries. it wasn't unsolved it mysteries. Un- it was, it was, it was beyond else. belief. Factor fiction.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, aka unsolved mysteries for the youths. Aka. <laughs> Star Trek Remember when friends. LeVar Burton was on Community? <laughs> I think Star Community like, LeVar Burton? <laughs> I think like people who are at least under the age of 26 <laughs> still are trying to... Well, well, first of all, they don't even know who the hell Ben Vereen is. So they can't compare <laughs> yeah. Ben Vereen and LeVar Burton. I know who
0: Ben Vereen
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy from Zoobilly Zoo. That guy. That guy from that show also another show that nobody knows who's under the age of 75 no anyway uh john john warren how are you doing i'm doing great if you
2: haven't noticed this is a basketball podcast and uh (laughs) (laughs) we're doing good this has been the longest week of my life and i've only been at work for two and a half Uh so
1: my brain's doing good and i'm Uh here we have made we have made it to another week of quarter three, which is again the best you know fifteen minutes of not basketball conversation that we fit into a thirty five minute basketball podcast uh, about basketball. Um, uh, so yeah, it's been an interesting week. Uh, it has been a pretty you know fantastic finals so far. We just had game two last night, which was. Pretty brilliant. It was it was a wild game to to to, to showcase everything. Um, but I want to before we dig into game two for for this episode. I mm-hmm. I feel like there's an in between space in. Well, actually, before we get to game two. I want to dig into the Rachel Nichols thing because that's the thing we didn't get a chance oh to talk God. about because that thing blew up over the I'm week, really which sure. was the wildest thing that we didn't get a chance to talk about.
0: Yeah. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's is uh, allegedly Jimmy Butler's friend in the bubble. Oh, really? Uh, Rachel Nichols. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs>
1: Like friend-friend or like friend-like?
0: Like Like friend-friend. Oh, word? Remember when Jimmy Butler got that noise complaint? Oh, no. Allegedly, (laughs) allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly.
1: Allegedly. Let me me find out. Let me find out. This is going to be really bad for the folks on audio. But let me find out that this is exactly what Jimmy Butler was thinking. He was like, hey, a little help, please. I need a little help. I need a little help. Uh, we need a little help. So uh, allegedly. allegedly, wow. I, I was gonna say something that was. I'm just gonna keep that off the off the record. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: So, what about the other thing that she did though?
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like the first thing you said jumped to my mind when you said that was like Jimmy Butler sitting in the chair like LeBron when he was making the move to Miami and be like, I'm taking my mm-hmm. talents to Rachel Nichols' house. I'm going that way to go hang out over there. Anyway, the conversation happened around Rachel Nichols. And I need to find uh, the sister's name who uh, was the... yes, Maria Taylor. Yes, Maria Taylor, who is a a ESPN um, analyst and correspondent um, at the job. And there was a conversation that happened behind closed doors in which Rachel, Rachel Nichols and LeBron James's right hand person for media comms and all this other stuff had a wild discussion about not only the uh black lives matter fatigue that they were both feeling uh but also the fact that rachel felt that she was being ousted out of her out of her position for a person who did not deserve that slot and basically made the argument that the diversity higher conversation was coming into play in a much larger way mm-hmm. because she is a veteran of the space Rachel Nichols has been in at ESPN for a very long time I would consider her to be one of the kind of most well known folks in that space <clears throat> for sure. But there have been some really fantastic up-and-comers in terms of folks who have been on the roster covering basketball for the the past five to six years. Like, I would think, you know, Jamel Hill, when she was there, uh, you know, mm-hmm. she probably would have had that spot if she'd stayed at ESPN. Um, um, yeah, uh, Kari uh, is there, who, who's been doing fantastic work. Uh, Monica McNutt
0: every WNBA player that they bring it, in like, is incredible is at Incredible it. is fantastic <laughs> both of the Agumike sisters whenever they're on ESPN it's like oh you could just stop doing this now like stop yeah, they, playing basketball they could just, for money now they
1: could just go on tv now yeah yeah so so I want to yeah. I want to you know that was a, a bastardized version of the of the the TLDR of what that conversation was mm-hmm. but I, I want to hear your thoughts, you know, to, to to get your take on what was the conversation, how it happened, and, and kind of the fallout that we wind up seeing. After there was a a a, a kind of contrite uh, a response that happened and apology that happened, uh, but I'd love to hear What's both on? of your thoughts <laughs> about the whole Rachel Nichols thing, Nikki. I want you to go first.
0: I think they're are they're, uh, they're also two other important pieces to this story, which I feel like are very important. Um, Two important pieces that I think are very important. I haven't talked into a microphone in a little bit. Can you tell? Deadspin had this story a calendar year ago. Yes, yes. (laughs) It was (laughs) a calendar year ago. It was sent to them. They didn't even do journalism. (laughs) It was just
2: sent to them. I would fucking love it if if someone had emailed me, it's like, Bioware is going out of business tomorrow. Like right. it, they just emailed
0: yeah. me that, I'd be like, "All right, let's go." You know, but yeah. Anyway, um, and they just sat on it, did nothing with it, framed it in the wildest possible way. The important bit of the story is not the version of the story that they focused on, um, and it really just like shows that GeoMedia has no fucking idea what they're doing right. on most of their brands. At all, Um, which is just like an institutional thing that is like, I think important, but like tangentially related. Yeah. The other thing is that like, I feel like, and this is like a a passive judgment that I've made about Rachel Nichols, Mm. who I do not like very much because I don't think that she's a good host. I watch the jump sometimes when I'm like trying to see what the average takes are and not get like NBA Twitter's takes. I don't think she's very good at her job. <laughs> like, I just think that like, I, I think that the cast of the jump sucks already, but like, I think that the way that show feels is so stilted. And I don't think that she's a particularly good host or way to like, or a, a vessel by which a show like that moves. Mm. Maria Taylor, on the other hand, was good unbelievably host. good at that. Yep. Very, very good at that. So there's like a, and that's objective, I think, but like if I was ESPN and I was looking at like the talent roster that I have and I'm watching the jump, which I'm sure, like I know is like their premier basketball show. If I'm watching that and then I'm also watching Maria Taylor and Jalen Rose during games when they're actually doing analysis live and, they' coming good, up with stuff good, like frequently they have good chemistry good
2: chemistry yeah
0: i would go with maria every single time yeah. yeah and like i think the the thing with rachel is that like i think that she thinks she's doris
1: <laughs> but is not
0: she's not is like is absolutely not there yeah. um so yeah I don't know. I, I, I want to come not, back not to that. Not surprising to me. I, what was that? that Rachel Nichols has, has this take is not surprising to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: I want to I come back to that after I give John his, 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 his space to, to get into it.
0: Another part of
2: this story that I think is necessary to bring up, although like, I don't know how important it is and you know what, it's like some, maybe it's unfair. Rachel Nichols in-laws are Mike Nichols, famous director and famous world famous journalist mm-hmm. Diane Sawyer.
1: Oh, really? So like, yeah. if
2: yeah. So if you yes. want, want to talk about kind of like <laughs> positioning in the world and worrying mm-hmm. about losing your spot and all this stuff, huh. that's not a great look. I mean, she's already white, yeah. but then she's also got this yeah, kind but, of like this, this thing where it's like, okay, she could probably go to Fox tomorrow and be right. it Right. So like, yeah, I her don't whole really thing is know.
0: Disney employee got Disney employee, Disney employee <laughs> yeah. got Relative Disney employee job.
2: Diane Sawyer is an ABC alum. Like she, like that is a Disney fam and Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. whatever. Here's the other thing. And I'll say something nice about Rachel Nichols. I actually don't think she's a bad sideline reporter. Yeah, I don't No, I don't think think she's bad at that. And I think it takes a lot of skill To be good at that job. I think Aaron Andrews worked really hard to be a great sideline reporter Mm -hmm. asking good questions in a short period of time. I think Rachel Nichols is pretty good at that. That she believes that that translates into good hosting skills or someone believes that that is wrong. Those are two totally different skill sets. And so. Yeah. Maria Taylor. I don't even think it. I, I agree with you, Nikki. I don't even think it's subjective. I think if you really look at Maria Taylor and, yeah. and Rachel Nichols side by side as a host, it's not it's not comparable. So there's a little bit of like a reality. And I think Rachel Nichols maybe doth protest too much and realizes that she might not be as mm-hmm. good at as this uh, at this as uh, Maria Taylor. And is lashing out in the most racist way possible. <laughs> instead of just like, instead of just being like, you know what? Maria Taylor's really fucking good at this. I'm going to be a great sideline reporter for the finals. Yeah. And now you're not doing any of that, Rachel. So like,
0: yeah, now they got know. some fucking chump. I've never seen before explaining yeah. the game to me that I'm literally already watching. <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> no. You know, this dude I'm talking about, this dude who like does three, like 35 seconds of sports center. But no all he God. talks about is, you just watched Giannis put the ball in the net three times this quarter. Anyway, back to the game. <laughs> nice to y'all. Wild.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think that the the missing piece of all of this, and I and I'll and I'll jump into the, the back end of the conversation by saying I think Rachel's best spot is when she's doing the sit down five to seven minute interview. Yes. That's her slot. Like, I think that's where she shines the most. And to a certain extent, it's the reason why this information is the most damaging to her and her public persona. Because to get those interviews and do those interviews well, you have to build up years and years and years of trust with the players in the league. Sure. And the best versions of those interviews are those people who have earned that trust in that real way. So it's a double ended crappy kind of thing where you have both Rachel Nichols do that thing. And then also LeBron's right hand comms guy do the same thing and make that BLM. I have BLM fatigue, uh, uh, part of the conversation, when your person that you're helping to represent was pretty much before, after the WNBA did it pretty much the face of the conversation around black lives matter yeah. in, in the NBA. So that's one layer of it that is just totally botched and, 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 weird. The second part of it, which Nikki brought up, which I thought was really smart was the conversation about the jump itself. Right. You have Rachel Nichols, yeah. Richard Jefferson and Brian Windhorst. Right. <clears throat> You have three of the most milk toast people on ESPN on on the conversation having a thing. Richard, uh-huh. hey, I like my white wife Jefferson and the rest of the team. What's he supposed to do? Not like his white wife? Come on, Khalid. Me, I mean, I mean, like, look, I'm in an interracial marriage. Come on, Khalid. I'm in an interracial marriage. The conversation that usually happens when you have interracial marriages or interracial relationships is like, oh my goodness. What, like, isn't it so cool that you're married to that you're married to a white person? And I'm like, look, the actual way it winds up working is like, usually the white people are the ones who benefit the most from, from the black experience. So, like, that's the actual way that works in a real way. So, Richard Jefferson, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that means you you get to dribble around the cops before they put you on the ground, or if that means something else is supposed to happen during that conversation, but. What I want to say that goes around that, which is the conversation around Maria Taylor and the other folks who are in the ESPN roster, which I think Rachel (laughs) is missing, is again a conversation about culture. Basketball is intrinsically tied to hip-hop culture. It is intrinsically tied to Black culture. So to to make the idea around... I am still better at this just because of the reps that I've put in. When again, the conversation has been about culture moving into the space in a way that feels authentic in a way that feels more tangible and connective to an audience that is becoming, and has always been more Brown than we see at the stadium. Yeah. That is a different conversation of why that is so egregious from a, from a beginning standpoint. So I think, you know, it's the reason why Jamel Hill and all the and, and Carrie and all those other folks who have moved out of that space are doing so well because they've landed in spaces where the brand knows that and is leveraging right. that in a right. real way. And ESPN has never done that since Stuart Scott or when JV uh, JVG when um, Scott Van Pelt will say his you know, brown, black adjacent thing. I like Scott Van Pelt. This is not me yeah. beefing about him, but me I'm like, too. but there's I, a layer of yeah. there of like, they are all trying to pull on Stewart's coattails mm-hmm. because he was the only person who understood the culture and leaned into it. Right. At ESPN. Yeah. So yeah,
2: he, and I Stuart Scott wasn't doing it. It's weird. Stuart Scott was the only one that didn't feel like he was doing a bit in a yep. way. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, and then yes. everyone else is doing a bit because yep. Stuart Scott was doing it. And so yep. then
0: it just became the kind of the cadence of the entire channel. That's right. true. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. And ESPN like doesn't I think this is also like an endemic like you were saying, Kai, it's an endemic problem to that network and to that organization. Mm-hmm. But like even when they do have in-house talent that is young and understands, they don't know what to do with it. Yep. So instead of like um like Katie Nolan, for example, mm-hmm. is like I think one of the most like archetypical version of like marrying the internet and sports right now mm-hmm. but they gave her a tv show that was incredible and then they were like well it's over now yeah and then they canceled the tv show you know people liked it and it yeah. was good and they're like, they're constantly like, why don't young people watch the network anymore? Right. It's like, what do you mean people aren't watching SportsCenter? Center? And it's like, uh, well, it's because it's the same white guys on the TV from when I was seven years yeah. old.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: yes. Yes. Like I've watched all of these dudes b- somehow become more gray. I don't yeah. know how that's possible. Yeah.
2: Because
0: yeah. they were gray when I was a child. Yeah. yeah.
1: It was it was wild so, to see. I was flipping through flipping through my Twitter feed the other day and uh <laughs> saw freaking Keith Olbermann look younger than half the old cats who were still on, on ESPN you, you when you get out,
0: it's like it's like it's like when you stop being present. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: Like you're just you, when you're in the job, you lose so much. Yeah. But as soon as you step out, they give you a just for men box. Yeah. And they say, you can finally, you're finally allowed to use this now. <sighs> um, and then you can look good. Like Dan Patrick yeah. looks now looks like he did when he was hosting Sports Set. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's because. It's I don't because know how that's possible. It's
2: because he built a big Bennigan's in his basement and started doing. Uh, <laughs> it, doesn't look <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like a
1: It does not like a and And I guess, you know, like Dan Patrick money will make you look good too. Like no, damn, yeah, like true. let's be honest Classic about surgery. that. Like, yeah, let's be yeah, yeah, honest. Bo- Botox is
2: not like the cheapest. Th- I mean, the most expensive <laughs> thing in the world. Like, like Keith can afford the Botox, and it looks like he's been imbibing. He's just yeah. drinking the Botox at this point.
1: Just drinking the Botox. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, judging uh, by what he tweets, I would say it's close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh
1: God, I'm not paying attention that hard. That's nuts. Uh, Don't. Okay, good to know. Uh, but I think that that's the that's the conversation around the Rachel Nichols thing, which I think is um, actually pretty profound, especially during. And this, this is the thing that's also really bugged before we before we pivot is talk about taking an L to the forehead during one of the most interesting finals. Yeah, in basketball history, like this is one of the most interesting it's like stories. It would, right,
0: he, it would be like having the first convention for your industry back after the pandemic and then not requiring like the vaccine or any sort of (laughs) negative test to get into the venue. Like that would like, that would truly be be unbelievable. And like, like that would be wild, but nobody would do that analogy.
1: Nobody would do that. Nobody's smart. No one would do that. Nobody was, nobody smart to do that.
0: It's just like shooting. John, you have a saying it's, I think you, you lean back in your chair Kind of, and you like settle your whole body down, and you look up, and you yell, "Unforced, Unforced error." error. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's about
1: right. Uh, any any last thoughts on the Rachel Nichols debacle before we pivot?
0: Nah, she's toast. She got to yeah. get out now. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what she does so now. Where though? Fox. I mean, she'll go. Like so who's going to hire her? Anybody Fox. will hire her. For Fox what though? Her. I don't. Side-liner. I just don't think that. <laughs> For what, though? They don't have any side, basketball rights. Sideline like her- performer,
2: sideline reporter for drag racing
0: at 2 a.m. Okay. At 2 a.m. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I'm,
2: I'm okay listen, with this. Uh, listen, I, I don't see how she can stay, honestly. I don't. No. I don't really, like, it's just, like, it's so awkward. And it's a confirmation of I mean, everything. unless they do... It's just a confirmation of just everything that, like, I don't know. I've, I, I've, I, it's a confirmation of everything. I, th- I feel like black people worry about how white people talk yes. when they're when no one's around.
1: Well, we don't worry about it. We yeah. just know. No, you know. No, I know. <laughs> I know. No, but that's but that's it. Is that like you just know?
2: And then she said the quiet part loud. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, all right. Yeah. Well, I don't know how she sticks
0: around. I. The thing that. What about? Go ahead. Go what ahead was Nikki? The, What was that NBC guy who said that I was in a helicopter that got shot at by a rocket and then 15 years later, it was like, it was like, (laughs) I feel like that's what's going to happen. Was that Brian Williams? (laughs) That That was (laughs) Brian Williams. Brian Williams. Yeah, Yeah. Ashley
2: Williams' dad from Get Out. Yeah. The villain (laughs) from Get Out, her dad
0: was like i was in a helicopter that got shot at which is just like not true (laughs) and then like no one knew about it for no one knew that it was a lie for 15 years and then it came out that it was a lie and then he didn't get fired right he they like they put him on the bench's bench yeah and then like over the course of like five years now he's back on tv so I think that if like, if she doesn't leave, that's what they're going to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the last part, I guess, is that it was really interesting. Like I, the thing I wish that they would have done for the last appearance of Rachel Nichols doing a, a basketball thing was not have mm-hmm. both Kendrick Perkins on that conversation when he did, when she did her, her, um, apology. Which is like getting what's the what's oh god what's his name Mology. what's his name the, the the racist black sports dude oh oh, uh, oh uh,
0: Jason yes, Whitlock yeah, like yeah. God <laughs>
1: who yeah who is like mini Jason Whitlock <laughs> yeah um, giving her props with Richard Jefferson standing there looking like a bobblehead um but I uh-huh. wish that they would have had freaking Jalen in the studio. When that conversation was happening so that Jason could give her the I mean, uh, so that Jalen could give her the business Uh, because he would not hold back. And I think he would say something on air uh, to like air her out on that conversation. Um, Back to actual basketball. Um, Mm. Game two happened. Uh, It was a spirited uh, affair. Uh, Lots of basketball happened during that during that time. Um, with the Phoenix Suns going up 20 over the Bucks uh and the <laughs> the funniest part in the narrative in terms of this game was Giannis had one of his mm-hmm. best games. He had a historic the, the game. The game
0: the game of his life. The game he had of his points. Life. Yeah. Yes. 42 points, 20 points in the third quarter, which mm-hmm. is the most a player has ever scored in one quarter in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um and he plays around four JV team guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and they, call it, an they
0: call it an L.
1: Chris with a K
2: L.
0: isn't that bad.
1: Well, here, <laughs> here's the interesting part about this. That, I, that, 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 that is the, the crux of the reason why we named this episode a little help, please. Mm-hmm. Is the conversation initially was, hey, we have Chris Middleton. We have Drew Holiday who seem to be kind of finding their way in this in this series and in the playoffs in the past four games, I would say. And it feels like, again, you know, we are the the, the, the show where we have to eat crow every week uh because we say <laughs> a thing and then it winds up the person winds up playing the asses off the week after we say <laughs> something. A hundred
0: percent of the time. <laughs> but we're the time. helping them. We're helping yeah. them. We're helping them if you think about <laughs> we're it. We're the driving yeah.
1: force uh behind behind us um, playing well.
0: I think More than anything, what this series is showing is that the Bucks are Giannis and some guys, and then the Phoenix Suns are a basketball team that was put together with, yeah, with some foresight uh, and some kind of strategy on how to play these guys together and how to make them shine individually. Mm. But it is also really easy when all you have to do is run the pick and roll for 48 minutes yeah. and then you just get the basket in the hole, like 60% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But,
2: uh, but I mean, um, but it's like Chris Paul and Devin Booker had like good games, but then mm-hmm. yeah. um, also so did Michael Bridges who made these guys look yeah, like fools. Right? So it's just like, okay. Like if you, if you have options, if you have a team that's complete, this is what can happen. And it was a complete yeah. effort from the Suns, So
0: I don't know. It's tough. Tough you for the box. What's wild, I've watched in the last four days, I watched uh, two out of the three Phoenix Sun centers tear their ACLs, and oh. I'm still not stressed about this Phoenix team losing
1: this no. series. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that Frank Kizminski can help lead this team to a finals victory. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. fucked up. Well,
1: mm-hmm. again, I think that that speaks to. The, the conversation about Chris Paul, right? Like Yeah. It, it, it like on the other side of the fence. Like I I didn't I watched some of the game last night and I didn't get a chance to watch all of it. I kind of watched the the <laughs> third and fourth quarter. Um I didn't see a lot of Giannis bringing the ball up and running point. Right. I didn't see so, so like two right. there's two conversations. There was one that happened in game 1 where the Giannis was still not really kind of doing stuff and the game was revolving mm-hmm. around the other players and they were doing well because they weren't playing through Giannis. So the conversation on on online was about, well, damn, look at how well the ball moves when you don't have Giannis on the court because it doesn't stick. Game two, he right. decides to have this breakout game where he, again, his game is not pretty. His game is really herky-jerky I don't know why people don't mm-hmm. basically crowd the lane because they know he's going to do one of two things. He's going to Euro step or he's going to spin into the lane. It's the two moves that he has and no one will just stand there big yep. asses in the way and just take the charge, which I still don't understand. But you know, the, the question I have for both of you is one, is this sustainable? Cause they're down two.
0: for the bucks. Yeah. For no. the bucks.
1: Like, is this a thing? <laughs> I mean, uh, two, yeah. do we feel like this is going to be a thing where Giannis decides that he's going to change? He's not going to change his game, but he's going to give up the ball more to get everybody else involved early. I'll go to you, John, first.
2: Um, I mean, is it sustainable that they're going to keep losing? Yes. I think they're going to keep losing. Um, I, think I think they're going to keep losing. I think Phoenix is going to win this thing in, in five. Um, yeah. But... yeah. But... um. Yeah, I think Giannis Giannis needs to get, like, Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton and and, uh, Drew Holiday. Like, yeah, he needs to get them involved early. But also, honestly, it's a certain stage in the NBA. You shouldn't have to, like, rely on, you know, getting these players ready early for them Mm -hmm. to contribute. Like, Chris Middleton, I mean, keeps getting talked about like he is – Uh, a a potential number one player for a team like a trade target, a big free agent uh, target, you know, in, in, in many multiple seasons leading up to now. And I'm not sure I see it. I think it's too inconsistent and whether it's too inconsistent because everything revolves so tightly around Giannis or because Chris Middleton isn't like as good as people say he is, I'm not actually sure, which is a problem because they think like, if you're not actually being able to like really assess the rest of your team, because so much of what you do revolves around one player, that's not sustainable as a whole for like ever, I feel mm. like. I think you need to really reassess how you play with uh play with Giannis. And I think like even when you had like the Jordan Bulls, and you would say, Okay, well, Michael Jordan was you know, the premier player, everything goes through him. Everything's designed through him. You still had incredible talent around him all the time. Right. Um, and I just, I'm not sure I see that with Giannis. So
1: Nikki,
0: I, I think that the other hard thing about this is that Giannis's size Mm. is a downside because of the way that (laughs) coach bud wants him to play. Like, they they treat him like a point guard, and he's not. Like, he's too big. It's not, I don't think it should be his job to distribute the ball. No, I think that he should probably play more like AD, whose job is not to distribute the ball, but to be a roaming threat that can kill you from basically anywhere inside the arc. Yeah. Except Giannis doesn't have the three-point shot that AD does, but it just is like a fundamental, it's like, Giannis is a one, obviously, but he's surrounded by two threes in like, like, like tier players. Like Giannis is a tier one. There's no tier two guys on this squad. Mm, and right. then there's two tier three guys in, uh, in Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. And then a guy I've literally never seen before. <laughs> and then that's the rest of the roster.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't um, even know who's on their bench. It's that's like, worth talking about.
0: Me need they keep putting this dude on there, and he looks like a teddy bear, and I don't know who he is. And like, it was legitimately when they did like a close-up shot of him in game one. I was like, this is the first time I've ever seen this man in my life. No, I to watch this-
1: basketball regularly. Coming in for Chris Middleton, it is Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> teddy Ruxpin. <game. laughs> oh
2: wow, wow! We got a Teddy Ruxpin and Richard Greco sighting on this episode corner three. You know. That's what
1: I'm here for to be old. Sh- shouts. Uh, um the other part of this that I think is really interesting from the from the other side of the fence is I, I mean I, I think everyone has gotten a better appreciation for just how good Devin Booker is. But I yeah. still mm-hmm. feel like and this is a thing I didn't really pay attention to, even when Chris Paul was in you know LA or when he was in you know New Orleans was it feels like his game has evolved in a way or, and tell, you know, keep me honest and tell me if I'm wrong, but I've never seen a guard that small play bully ball. And he plays yeah. bully mm-hmm. ball, which is an interesting thing. Like he plays like he's an extra in the Shawshank Redemption. He's like stabbing people in the back yeah, with his tough. elbows. Tough he's player. like beating people up in a way that I don't see guards like that. Beat people up at his size. And he's doing it in a way that think, feels like he's understanding his body as an older player mm-hmm. in a way that you don't see guards at that size do. Go ahead, Nikki.
0: I was, I was going to say, in in Devin Booker's case specifically, I think if you show Devin Booker, the way he's been playing in this series, mm-hmm. when didn't he score like 70, like three years ago or something yeah, yeah, silly, scored, he he like got, got close to Kobe's yeah. 81. Yeah. Like if you showed him the way he's playing, if you showed him then the way he's playing in this series, mm-hmm. I think he would be like, how the fuck did I get here? Like like what, what happened in between these two points mm-hmm. that uh, I'm playing the way that I am? The thing about Devin Booker though, is that that 70 point game is still a threat that lies within him. Right. So it's like, he's so unbelievably dangerous on both sides of the ball i think that like i don't know he, he it's so it's so much fun watching the suns team play i don't think i've had more fun watching the suns play really yeah. or watching a basketball team play since 14 the 1415 warriors it, like, they are so much fun to watch it,
1: because fun. they just are not selfish like there's no selfishness in that yeah. team and I think the 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 other thing that I want to poke at really quickly was there was a really great moment yesterday during the game that I think got a little bit of coverage during, you know, the post kind of hubbub around social was this moment where Monty Williams was talking to DeAndre Ayton about mm-hmm. play with force. And it's just so interesting to see you know we they're like the tony dungies of the world who at a point were like the most beloved coach on the planet and it feels like monty's on the precipice of that right now yeah yeah which is cool because you know he
0: has his guys so tight yeah Yeah. like every single person on that squad respects him yeah and he respects every single one of them and like he is fully bought in on every single like cameron Payne doesn't play the way he does in this series if he is not loved and appreciated and encouraged by that coaching staff Mm -hmm.
2: right
0: so like i it is wild that he didn't win coach of the year i think um but like right i don't know like i
1: I would have given that up you know I'm happy the Knicks got it with Tibbs, but also like
0: yeah, Tibbs did great. He did a great job, but like Monty has like a a cohesion, yeah, yeah.
1: like changed the whole kind of energy around that team in a way that I mean, both of those teams did that, but I think you win. (laughs) Winning helps you kind of maneuver that conversation in a different way. John, I want to hear your thoughts really quick about Monty and and I think they should do.
2: I think they should do interim awards. So at the end of the regular season, they give, they give every award out. And then at the end of the postseason, they're like, uh, they you know what? It We away. got it wrong. <laughs> we got it wrong. We got it wrong. Cause like, you know, Tibbs, <laughs> Tibbs did great, but like, no, I'd give it to Monty Williams. I, I think Monty Williams has been yeah. great two years in a row. He took a, he, you know, even with losing yeah. records, he's really had his teams amped up and, and ready to go. And I think like, we're seeing the beginning of, probably the next great NBA coach I think and hmm. yeah and that's exciting and really scary for the rest of the league I think because mm-hmm. I think I' have been having
0: to play in the West that would be tough I know I can imagine
2: <laughs> oh, um because because I've been because I've been kind of looking right it's like I you know I really respect Greg Popovich I really respect Rick mm-hmm. Carlisle and I've kind of been looking at the next coach that I think can step in and be. You know can can actually change the way a team wins um, and the fact that Phoenix is so talented and also has probably the best young coach in the league uh, is pretty terrifying because I think I, yeah. I, if they bring back that entire squad maybe you know plus a role player or two next year. There's like no reason they won't repeat to me yeah. um,
0: that, and- that team's combined age is seven years old.
2: <laughs> right. It is a young, I mean, it's like, it's like Jay Crowder and Chris Paul are old and like mm-hmm. everyone else is young. Yeah. Um, yeah. and like that's,
0: I actually really think scary. I'm older than most of the players on that
2: team. I think you're older than Aiden. I, yeah. You're are older than Aiden. You're I older am. Than oh, I'm Devin absolutely Booker. older
0: than Aiden. Yeah. yeah. I'm older than Devin Booker. Yeah. I think the only player on that team that I'm not older than are Frank and oh, yeah, Odario Sar- Saric. Sarich. Sarich. And, um, Chris Paul. Well, Jay Crowder is also like 84 years old. So, Oh, he is 85 <laughs> yeah. years old. Yeah, That's yeah. true. The,
1: um, the, the last quick question I wanted to ask you both is, well, I think two, cause I think one just ran away. Um, do you think if the Suns win it, which we look to probably see is going to happen. Do you, there's been so much conversation around Paul leaving. Do you think that winds up coming true? Do you think he bounces after this, after the season, no. after the season? where though I mean there's been conversations of like a bunch of different places that he could potentially go like somebody of course people everybody, everybody wants to send somebody to the Knicks so they everyone's like, oh, put him on the Knicks and I was like that's not gonna happen he's not gonna come to the Knicks
0: yeah um I I think he doesn't mind playing in a small market team as long as that team is good mm. I think he had a lot of fun in OKC I really do mm. I think that like and I think that reminded him him being like um putting him in a mentorship position, like le- the reason I think LeBron is really, LeBron is incredible for many reasons. He is also an extra coach, but he plays the basketball game also, yeah. right? CP3 is kind of the same way, except in like in CP3's case, they're all kids.
1: Yeah,
0: right. So like, he's like, he's actually coaching them. Like he's, he's doing yeah. a lot of extra work. And I think if you move CP three anywhere else, like that, that equation doesn't really work. Yeah. Um. The thing I was thinking about was like, I would say that there's a non-zero chance that CP three wins this ring and retires. Oh yeah.
2: I think that's oh. possible for sure.
0: That'd be the best think that I think that's like a I think that's a five or 10 percent chance that he wins this ring and is like, all right, I did it. Peace out. (laughs) I'm going to take my money and dip.
2: I got my State Farm Um, money and I'm fucking out. Yeah, (laughs) I got my ring. Yeah, I got State Farm. I'm out. Yeah,
1: Yeah. that makes sense. I mean, again, from a player standpoint of like, what else can you do in the league? You know, what was the last kind of, you know, you know. Carried on the stick to kind of get you over the hump. He's already going to go into the Hall of Fame. We already know that. So that's yeah. that's already a lock. Yeah, you know, winning a, a chip would be fantastic to be able to add to the resume in that respect in that way. So that makes a lot of sense for sure. I do wonder um, if that happens. It now feels like Phoenix is again a place that people would want to go play because of Monty. Yeah. Uh, which changes their trajectory a lot as well. Um, and that's that's rare when you get a, a team like that who has not been in that position for a long time to, you know, garner good people wanting to come there at that at that position and at that point. So that makes Do a lot you know of sense. Do
0: you know how hard it is to convince a person to move to Phoenix, Arizona? Do you realize how good a thing has to be to convince a rational, normal adult to move to Phoenix? I walked around I in have- Tucson
1: last week. <laughs> And, and you're dead and right I, this isn't me this is a, hollow, <laughs> yeah, this is a yeah, projection this is a, this is a projection from my dead mind yeah. this is like returnal yeah. <laughs> like, I, I,
2: I think you don't move to phoenix unless you've got like severe allergies or something like, like that and you just can't live anywhere else basically like yeah. th- there's
1: two questions that you ask when you're about to move to to arizona is one mm-hmm. how much is the salary there, and two, yeah. how much BTUs does that come with? Because <laughs> you're just gonna have to just be in air conditioning forever. Uh, Can
0: I create a tube that leads from my home to the office and to Target, and that's kind of all I need? <laughs> that's what you kind need. of uh, an air conditioned tube. That's it. At that um, point.
1: this is wild yeah. i don't understand it
0: can we talk about before we get yeah. out of here though can we talk about the, the this 8k fan camera though
1: can we talk about oh. how i've not seen one black person
0: on it yet <laughs> so i didn't like it until <laughs> i didn't uh, like it until yesterday until i saw that guy with the bandana who liked yeah. did this move yeah. that was when i was like ah oh, this is actually good but yeah um you, let me just do a quick google it's so good um,
1: i want one Grace, so bad because it's so good
0: uh Demographics of Phoenix is like now. Can you y'all just take a really quick guess on? Um, oh well, four. actually, that's this number makes way more sense than I thought it did.
1: Number number four.
0: <laughs> I thought Phoenix. I thought Phoenix was more Hispanic than it actually is. I guess I thought it was. Uh, wait, no. Okay, that number is wrong. Phoenix is thirty five percent Mexican.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, all right. I mean, it's what you call it. The, inter- so like, the interesting part about the fan cam is it looks it looks amazing. Oh yeah, it looks so. I good. I want video games to look there like that.
0: A, <laughs> I saw a tweet yesterday that was like, there are four 8K cameras in the world, and one of them is constantly trained on a guy that works at your target. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. <I> think, <laughs> it's I really think good. The, I think the um, the the thing that no one will say out loud is that. The 8K cam has exposed the NBA's inability to sell tickets to to to, to black people yeah. anywhere past the 300 seats. Yeah, it
0: is unreal. The worst part is that the same the same people were in Game One and Game yeah. Two on the fan cam. I think that made me the most angry. There's that fucking kid with the bleached yeah. hair, and he looks like he fell off of a surf. Like he took somehow took a surfboard to the arena. Yeah like that was how we got there. <laughs> he, I hate that kid. He, I hate him.
2: He tried to go to Santa Monica, but went the wrong way. He got lost. Yeah. It went the like, wrong oh, way. And he
1: got whoa. lost. Him. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. Bro. These <laughs> waves look like cactuses, um, bro.
0: <laughs> for if you're, if you are the NBA, mm. I don't understand why you don't for TV purposes. There's other sports <laughs> Plants. Other sports will do plants. I don't understand why you don't
1: put plants because in. you can't. Like you don't have to. Because do, you don't even have to do that. Man, because your D&I, uh, uh your i strategy can't be like, "Yo, can we have some black seat fillers <laughs> for the NBA uh, finals in the whitest place ever?" Because they're gonna be like, "Yo, where did you ship these Negroes in from?" I mean, where do that happen?
2: We should maybe quit talking about this because Rachel Nichols will lose her. Rachel Nichols will lose her other job. Running the uh, maybe fan that's camp. the job
1: that she could get. Maybe she could be the the the, the person yeah. who finds out and drafts the people because then it would actually be based God. on race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would actually be behind mm-hmm. I mean, Black
2: Lives of Matter fatigue from this 8K fan cam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they keep showing them and they keep dancing I keep on showing beat. them. They keep, they keep oh knowing God, how so to bad. dance to the arena music. What is this 2K? And they're they're not even standing in place when they dance. How is that possible? This is like when they took a strike from TikTok. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um <laughs> but it's like it's it's some of the coolest technology I've seen in a long time again, you know. Yeah. Again, it lo- it makes it everything cool. look amazing and it was cool yeah. to see yeah. the NBA finally adopt it from uh from the NFL when they first initially put it in. The yeah. thing that is interesting Do you is it remember, also remember Go ahead, Nikki.
0: Do you remember the feeling in your bones when you first saw that shot oh. on Fox? It was oh, like it was when they really really camera. It to me.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: It was like, I didn't say anything. No. It was like you my eyes just adjusting like, in the dark. It. Yes. I was like
1: <laughs> <laughs> How? How are I they just doing? I didn't this? understand it. How? What kind of? Because it made you, it made you think that they were like shooting that thing from space. Like it didn't even yeah. feel like it was yeah. like on the ground. You're <laughs> like, were I like can yo, see Tom yo, this Rady's is what the NSA... uvula. <laughs> like, th- <laughs> 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 like, yo, this is what the NSA is using on us, and we didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. shit, this is wild. But it is, Got it you. is interesting to see them adopt it. But also, it is it is really telling that we have no one. In the sports media field, who is a camera operator who is over six foot two? <laughs> Everyone yeah, is at least all, about true. 5'11. Uh, because yeah. yeah, I'm no, looking I'm at the short. shot and I'm just like, You're not <laughs> lifting that joint over your head, fam. Yeah, so where I would be looking <laughs> yeah. at your body if yeah. I was holding the camera. I,
2: um, I knew that I knew that that was the case when I was see when I saw Trey Young's chin in the last round. I was like, Wait, right? what?
1: <laughs> and, right? Like Trey Young's looking huge. I'm like, nope right yeah i remember i saw i saw a, a quick thing of like steph curry fighting canelo on a golf course the other day like they was like shadow boxing and i was like oh yeah. i forgot like this dude is six right. one. he's tall mm-hmm. but he's not like super super tall oh and again we, it just reinf- yeah. reinforces how good he is as a player at that height yeah. to be able to do what he's doing in all this kind of stuff anywho mm. um uh we're gonna get about it here for this episode of corner three wait what no
0: oh there's one more basketball breaking news to Nikki. <laughs> congratulations what was to it what was zela avant-garde basketball multi-time oh. guinness world record winner killer in the middle school basketball circuit oh yeah. and now congrats winner of the spelling bee. congrats Good for her She's Good for her. That's huge. huge. She was amazing. Did She's you know really cool. did y'all know that? Um, Aquila and the bee not a true story.
1: I've heard her name before a- did Y'all know that in the bee is
2: not a true story. Wow. Well, my, my you know, Aquila and the my bee not a true story. My entire world
1: is shattered!
2: <laughs> Akilah and the bee is not real!
1: You just said words to no. me. I don't even, I don't even know. Is that like a? <laughs> What's wrong? No, thing? is the
2: B wrong or is the Aquila wrong? What What was false about it?
0: <laughs> the Aquila part. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait, was that a Disney thing? Yeah. No, it was a a, it it was was, a movie It was a movie. Yeah, it was a Disney movie. It was okay. a movie. That's like the TV. reason why yeah. I have no idea what the hell y'all talking.
0: I about. I legitimately and honestly until Catherine told me yesterday after this black girl was the first black girl to ever win the spelling bee. And they said that multiple times on the broadcast <laughs> um, <laughs> w- is when I found out that Akila and the bee, not a, not a true story. That's weird. Cause if it was, then she wouldn't have been the first <laughs> black person to win this thing. <laughs> wow. Anyway, she that. has the world record for dribbling the most basketballs.
1: Ever. I'm just I'm just really? very wary time. because wow. the internet yes. has has stolen every good story from me in the past two weeks. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm proud and happy for her. But also, I'm just worried now because some random story about how she used to, you know, when she was in her dissection class in junior high school, got too excited when she stabbed a frog is going to come up. And we're going to have to, like, cancel the young girl who won the spelling. We're going to cancel reason. a 13-year-old. Look, they canceled Shikari already. She already got canceled. They did. She yeah. got canceled yeah, in the same week when everybody was That's standing tough. for her we behind. That, huh? And also, the, I was just like, this, uh, the internet has ruined the good people for me and good cool it's things so for fast. people. Because they will find you and they will snatch you up like a thief in the night. Anyway, massive love to you all out there in podcast land. This has been Corner 3, the best basketball podcast on the planet. Please leave us a five-star review on anything, especially Apple Podcasts, because we would love it. That way we can get into uh, the last game of the NBA Finals with the $2,000 tickets uh, so that we can go. They're way more expensive now. Oh, yeah, they're way more expensive. Uh, Oh, wait. So we can go and rep our Phoenix Suns. Uh, in the best yeah, way my, possible. my
0: beloved Phoenix Suns. I mean, look. Hold on. How much do you think tickets to Game Five are? It, I think they lose Game Four.
1: I, they lose Game Four.
0: I 4, think they're 000. probably and least, they win at home.
1: I mean, the front row tickets were twenty three thousand dollars when I looked, and that was Game that was Two. Uh, you can two. get
0: nosebleeds uh, for nine hundred dollars.
1: Fuck. Off. Now this is
0: interesting <laughs> because you can get. Uh, hold on. You can get. Standing room only? What? Sorry, they have standing room only at Pfizer. What? But those tickets are only three hundred dollars. Okay, and you too can watch Mike or not know how to do his job, <clears throat> but live. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm like, oh, you gave me the plantar fasciitis seats. Thanks. (laughs) Appreciate you very, very much. Uh, Thank you for having black people feet that hurt all the time when you stand up. (laughs) Anyway, uh, mass love to you all out there in podcast land. We will see you all next week uh, for more Corner 3 Up In Your Face. Uh, Where can people go and check out or send us questions if they want to hear us answer them about the podcast? Uh, John, where would they go?
2: You go to fanbyte That's our Discord server. We have a channel uh called uh, podcast questions? You can ask the questions there. Make sure you label them 90, uh 99 potions. Nope, don't yep, do that. no, label them ninety nine no, 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 no. potions. Don't, don't do that. Make Natalie
0: answer questions about <laughs> no, no. An Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> I would
2: love to. Do- <laughs> Eric Bledsoe, is what you pulled there. I love that.
0: I would love to.
1: I would love
2: Natalie to answer questions <laughs> about Eric Bledsoe. So uh, but good. make sure you label him uh, corner three. Even though if he asks his basketball questions, we're probably going to a- answer them on the basketball.
1: It'll be podcast, pretty obvious so though. Hard.
0: huh
2: <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can go to fanbite.com. So thank you,
1: uh, Nikki. Where would people go if they want to be as stylish as you and rock some of that dope, dope, dope fanbite merch?
0: You can go to fanbite.com/store, but don't go there yet. But you can—you there's stuff <laughs> well, there. You now. go
1: there. There's stuff there. There's just <laughs> gonna be <laughs> new no, stuff. Soon. There's stuff there.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna thing. be new stuff there soon
1: new stuff coming to the fan
2: buy store Um, don't tell them not to go there what's wrong with you
0: don't ever go there go there now (laughs) go there now buy some stuff but also bookmark it because in a couple weeks there
1: will be new stuff hot new gear for all of you so that when you do your tiktok dances you won't look old like me (laughs) (laughs) much love to you all we'll see you all next week peace